When we start equating all types of causes for terrorism, we create a problem in that everything becomes terrorism, which means nothing becomes terrorism. This is Phil Gursky, and you're listening to Quick Hits. If you're like me, you're probably spending an awful lot of time in front of your computer these days. What with COVID causing shutdowns, people working remotely, etc., etc. And I'm no different. And I suppose COVID has caused a little bit more of computer time for me. But as an old retired guy, I don't have to go to work and I don't have to interact with people on a daily basis anyway. So really not much has changed. One thing I am doing more of, though, is listening to many conferences or lectures online. Lots of people are using the various technologies out there like Adobe and Zoom and Microsoft Meetings to hold seminars, which normally would have been done in person in the past, pre-COVID. Not an ideal way of doing things. It's much better to do things in person, but it is what it is. One recent webinar that I attended was put on by TSAS, T-S-A-S, Terrorism, Security and Society, which is a consortium of largely uh, Canadian academics who look at security issues. There are some government folks involved. When I was still with the government, I was a early member of, of TSAS and still am, I guess, an associate. And there was a recent one just this week in which a bunch of scholars presented their, 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 their most recent research on various terrorism trends. There were three presenters. I listened to the first two before I, I turned off. Interesting people. Interesting things to say. But one thing struck me in a bad way, and that was, if I recall correctly, the two presentations to which I listened, both speakers talked about drivers for terrorism. And of course, there were the usual cast of characters. There was uh, politics. There was ideology. I believe maybe even religion was mentioned. And they chose to put up their misogyny as a driver for terrorism. I know where this is coming from. This is coming from a couple of high-profile incidents over the past five or six years. People like Alec Manassian, who's a Canadian who drove his van down Young Street, striking people, killing, I believe, a 10 or so. There was an attack also in Toronto in February of this year in which a young man knifed to death a woman at an erotic massage parlor, wounded a second. And, of course, there's Elliot Roger. He is the infamous guy down in Southern California who is the patron saint, if I can use that term, of an odd group of characters that we've given the moniker violent incels to. So incel meaning involuntary celibate, a movement that's been around for 25 years or so. And on occasion, people who self-identify or are subscribed as incels have gone to the nth degree and carried out their frustration at not having sexual relationships to killing women and, and men as well, by the way. There's a big debate going on now whether violent incels is a form of terrorism. The young man in Toronto, in fact, who was charged with murder, had his charges upgraded in May of 2020 to terrorism. And at the time, I remember I pushed back quite strongly against this, saying that this was not terrorism, this was murder, pure and simple, for which I was largely criticized. But that's okay. There's a debate going on here. What worries me is that I'm sensing a movement that now says that misogyny is one of the largest drivers for terrorism. And I couldn't disagree more. Misogyny has been with us for far too long. Probably as long as we've had human society, we've had misogyny. Misogyny is wrong. It is an evil concept. We should do all in our, our capabilities to try to get this hatred for women 
off the agenda to explain to people why it's not okay to hate half the human planet merely because of their gender. And it's certainly true that there are terrorist movements out there in which misogyny does exist. Think of Islamic State. I mean, how, how much greater misogynist polity could you have than with a caliphate? I mean, they enslaved Yazidi women. They raped them. They killed their families. Islamist extremists are not women's liberation front people. They are ardent misogynists. And I would argue, based on what little I know, you also have a great strain of misogyny within a lot of white supremacists and neo-Nazi movements. However, and this is the important point, it's not the misogyny that constitutes the acts of violence that they participate in. Those acts of violence are ideological and political in nature. Misogyny happens to be a hitchhiker. It just happens to be a characteristic that can be used to describe in part the very individuals who carry out these acts. These acts aren't carried out for misogynist reasons. They're carried out for others. The other side of this, of course, is that if we see misogyny as a driver for terrorism, we're in big trouble because there's lots of incidents of misogynist violence, men who beat or kill their wives, men who kill or beat their girlfriends, etc. We know that, that these scourges have been with us and are still something we need to eradicate on a social level, but they sure as hell don't, don't constitute terrorism. Because if they do, then a country like Canada, which averages a terrorist act once every 15 years, based on my calculation, has a terrorist attack almost every day of, of the calendar year. And I don't think we want to go there. What Alec Manassian did, and what the young man in Toronto did, I don't have his name offhand, and what Elliot Rogers did, these were acts of misogynist violence. They were not acts of terrorism. We gain nothing by adding misogyny to the list of drivers for terrorism. In fact, we dilute it. And we open the door for all kinds of definitions and add-ons that complicate things and get us nowhere near trying to deal with terrorism. You know, we saw this right after 9-11. In the wake of the attacks on the two towers in New York and the attack in Washington, a lot of countries jumped on board in support of the United States and tried to use their own conflicts in their own countries to form part of the so-called war on terrorism, a shitty term I've been fighting against for the past 25 years. And as a result, we had countries that were treating their, their populations abysmally and trying to get credit for it, or rather try to get support for it, by calling it terrorism what the Russians were doing in Central Asia, what the Chinese are doing in Western Xinjiang province, they all call this stuff terrorism because it suits their purposes to call it such. And it suits their purposes to try to get support from outside nations to, to help them in their cause, or at least accept that what they're doing is part of this larger fight against terrorism. This is what including misogyny is going to get us, guys. Misogyny is not a driver of terrorism. Terrorism is politically ideologically or religiously motivated based on my reading of the Canadian Criminal Code. And I think lopping in misogyny is a very, very bad idea. Again, I am not in any way, shape, or form minimizing the fact that misogyny is serious and that on occasion it turns out very violent and that women are killed by their partners who hold misogynist views. Those partners are not terrorists. They are simply hateful people who take it upon themselves to kill and maim because of who they are and what they think. But it sure as hell isn't terrorism. I'm expecting a lot of pushback against this. 
there's certainly a trend here in Canada, and I'm guessing in other parts of the Western world, to go down this pathway. It's the wrong one, guys. We need to step back. We need to stop this right now. We need to treat misogyny for what it is, forms of violence against women. We need to raise education for people that it's happening. We need to intervene in cases before it ends up in death or serious injury. What we don't need is to call it terrorism. Terrorism is already complicated enough. In fact, terrorism is overcomplicated. It has been since 9-11. Let's make, not make it more so. Anyhow, that's what I think. Do you agree with me? You can reach me on email borealisrisk at gmail.com or on Twitter at borealisaves. You can find me as well on Facebook or on LinkedIn. If you want to subscribe to all the content that Borealis puts out, go to my website, borealisthreatenedrisk.com. Hit the subscribe button, send me your email address, you'll get a free daily digest. All the quick hits, the longer the longer Intelligent Look at Terrorism podcast, the perspectives, the Today in Terrorism, all the content free of charge to your inbox first thing every morning. Love to hear from you. Feedback on this podcast as well as on others, as well as ideas for future ones. I'll talk to you again real soon. Until then, stay safe. Thank you.